small business owners. Welcome to this episode of the Freedom Focus Podcast. Today, we're joined by Dirk Hopped. Our first episode of a new series we'll be doing on the Freedom Focus Podcast called Productivity Secrets. So Dirk is my first guest on this topic of productivity. And I more or less kicked this off with my last podcast, How to Be More Organized, More Productive, and More Reliable. So I already talked about what my secrets are to greater productivity. So now I want to turn uh, to others and ask them what their secrets are, because I certainly don't have all of the answers and the trips, uh, tips and tricks out there. There's tons of great ones out there. And I know that uh, Dirk is going to be able to share some of those with us. And and so uh, um, let me do a quick introduction. I know Dirk's already uh, waved at you. Let me do a quick introduction for Dirk, and then we're going to dive into our uh, some questions for him to uh, to uh, start sharing with us. Let me see here. Okay, so uh, I have to start off by saying that Dirk and I have been friends for a long, long time. Um, I was uh, uh, introduced to Dirk through my wife at the time. Uh, they worked together at a law firm, um, and uh, Dirk joined me as my second employee at DR Washcheck. I started the company in 1999. Dirk, you might have been on like in 2000. I think I had been in it probably in about a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dirk came on and he helped me with my bookkeeping. That was his main thing that he did. Um, we shared an office in my in my house. We didn't quite work out of the garage, too hot in the garage, but we did uh, share our uh, share office space at my house until we moved into our own office. And Dirk was my, uh, I, I say, um, with affection and um, with great uh, pleasure that he was my right-hand man. Um, he helped me to run the company, was awesome for sharing and kicking around ideas. And he stayed with DR Washcheck until, Dirk, I figured it was probably 2007 or 2008 when the Great Recession really turned bad for home builders. And that meant, since we were a trade contractor to home builders, that meant that life got really tough for us. So at that period, I moved from a high of 27 employees when Dirk was there, and I shrunk all the way down to five employees. Uh, Dirk was not was uh, w- was there about halfway through that attrition as we lost employees, um, but then he went off on his own. And Dirk, I can't remember. You'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that you got your MBA. But I think I can't remember if you finished your MBA. Um, before you were left or after you left? Can you fill that detail in? Did you finish it after you were with me? Yeah, it was right before. 2005 right before. is when I finished the MBA program. Okay. So just before he left, he uh, he had finished his MBA at ASU, Arizona State University. Uh, yep. Go Devils, right? Oops. Go Devils. That's low. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, Dirk, actually, after he left, he went and started his own business. Um, that business, Dirk, was in keep uh, cleaning, right? Office cleaning? cleaning. Yep. yep. Office Mercial cleaning. cleaning. Mm-hmm. And then he sold that business and turned his attention to business brokerage industry, helping small business owners to buy and sell their own businesses. Over, over his 25 years as an entrepreneur, uh, Dirk started a total of four businesses and he has sold two. Dirk loves sharing knowledge and helping small business owners to be more successful. Um, Part of how he's done that is teaching. Um, He taught uh, at ASU's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute. He also taught various business classes at Paradise Valley Community College. Lastly, let me close with long introduction, Dirk. Um, Currently, Dirk, uh, his company is Professor Quick LLC. And maybe you'll tell us where Professor Quick comes from, because I don't think I've even heard that story, Dirk. Um, A small business bookkeeping back office and support guide focused on helping small business owners start and run their businesses in a way that is flexible, 
fulfilling and fun. And this is what he calls the small business lifestyle. So Dirk, I'm going to ask you two questions now that I can turn the floor over to you. Tell mm -hmm. us what Professor Quick, where that came from, because that's an intriguing name. Um, and then tell us what you mean by the small business lifestyle. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So before I get into that, first, I just want to say how much I respect you and how much I've learned from you. I mean, we spent all those years together and you were saying earlier about you don't have all the tips and tricks and things like that, but you have a lot. So, and most of what I've learned about productivity in the early years, I learned from you. So, um, you know, hopefully today I can, I can share a few more that I've learned in the 15 years since we've uh, uh, been apart. But, um, but, you know, when you're a student of productivity, <clears throat> I loved your podcast. I think if you, for anyone listening to this, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's really good, really practical. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, and when you, you know, when you kind of bird dog a topic, you don't just uh, kind of learn it, you uh, learn it, synthesize it, you make it your own, you make it better. Um, it's original. So I've always loved that. Thank so I, over the years, I've emailed you, what are you doing for this? What are you doing for this? It wasn't all that long ago, I emailed you, what are you doing for like a productivity worksheet or whatever. So, and that's where this uh, podcast uh, came from was I was yep. already working on productivity and Dirk did call me about, we talked about productivity. I said, you know what? Uh, funny. You mentioned that I've got a new productivity accelerator uh, coming out, a new uh, free tool that those of you that were on the last podcast or read my article, you were able to get that free, uh, that free item. And uh, yeah, so Dirk called me, we talked about productivity and that's where this podcast came from. So again, Dirk, so much, uh, I appreciate so much you being a guest today. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. So just a quick story. The Professor Quick, um, there's a, there's, it really came down to just the idea that if you want to learn something, the conventional way, it's going to be through academics like college and things like that. And so even entrepreneurship, for instance, the avenues for learning entrepreneurship are through ASU and through some of these schools. But to me, they do it the long way and the inefficient way. It's not fast. And so at one point, there was something called MOOCs that came out, and that was the ability to watch a like a class at Duke. And um, so when I went on there, it was the same thing. It was like every class, they moved just this much. And, you know, in, when you're a student, fine. But when you're a professional, you got things to do. You got to get going. And yeah. so you don't have time. So you know, my whole idea was I wanted my content that went out to my clients to be quick and impactful and concise. So that's how it did. Now, the happy accident is 99% of my work is in QuickBooks. And so that wasn't the idea when I got the name, but it's kind of a happy accident. The other thing that I thought was interesting too, is when I went on for professorquick.com, uh -huh. it, uh, it was available. And so I got it. And then I called uh, GoDaddy, who I got it through a week later. And I said, uh, I, I had to do, I had to set it up or something. He goes, how much did you pay for that? And I said, I, it was just available. And he goes, oh, he goes, that's a really, it's already worth $250. So you know, to me, he was saying like that name is you, that's a steal. And I was like, yeah. okay, that must be, uh, must be the name. Yeah. So, Those of um, us that have searched for uh, URLs, unique URLs, we know how challenging that is. So congratulations yeah. on, on tying a .com yeah. down for that one, Dirk. That's great. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, where were we small, leading? Small, small business lifestyle, yeah. Dirk. Yes. Uh, that you, that's an intriguing concept that you say that you focus on. Share with us what that exactly, what is that? Yeah. And I like to, I'm super passionate about it. I like to think about it as my value proposition, but when I talk to people, you know, I've had, you know, four or five uh, businesses, et cetera. I worked with you a long time. And so I have a lot of experience and, and uh, as you teach too, a lot of people get into small business sort of um, the wrong way. And so, you know, my whole idea is if you're going to do this, let's do it in a way that's enjoyable or it's beneficial to you. And so uh, it's, it's something that I want to make sure all my clients are doing. Um, you know, the big idea with it is that the J-O-B lifestyle is very restrictive. So, you know, you're, you've got this block of time, which I'll talk about a block schedule later here in our discussion. But, you know, right off the bat, you have someone saying um, arbitrarily, you're blocked out from nine to five, Monday through Friday, every week to do your vocation. Um, and I don't know who came up with this. I guess it was Henry Ford or whatever, but it's just, you know, it doesn't really allow for the different uh, productivity types. Um, Daniel Pink talks about in his book, when that everybody has, we have kind of productivity cycles. And so, you know, right off the bat, the nine to five is not the most productive way to work. Uh, secondarily, it's not the lifestyle I want. I like to run when it's 105 out. I, I ran yesterday out on the trails a couple miles. I ran three miles. It was 100 and whatever. Um, I like to do that middle of the day. Um, I like That's to, a bit crazy, Dirk. <laughs> it, is, it, is. it is something. Yeah, I love running in the heat. I just love it. Um, you know, but all of us want to be able to do things with our family. I mean, when you go back to the, the J-O-B lifestyle, you know, you do the nine to five. And then a lot of times when I'm driving home, when I was driving home from this, I was mentally cashed. And so I show up for my family. I'm the worst version of myself. My family's uh -huh. getting all my leftovers. And so for me, that's just not a... Um, it's just not a good lifestyle. It's not the lifestyle I wanted. And Go Dirk, ahead. let me interrupt you for a second. Um, so uh, you, you just made a reference to, uh, to this um, uh, coming back uh, or driving home. Um, just so, so everybody knows, um, you spent a little time, you, you did, you've started companies and then you just spent a fair amount of time um, back in the, in the, in the world of, of the J-O-B, right? Working, working for somebody else. And I know uh, that you recently left, so you could put all of your time into Professor Quick uh, and working with small business owners. So um, you're saying that it was when you had your J-O-B recently and coming home from that, that you felt like your family was getting the leftovers. Is that correct? Is that, yeah. that the reference? Yeah. Coming out of the recession, I started a couple landscape companies. And when I sold off the last landscape company I had, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I did end up getting a job offer. So I jumped back into it. Um, it. And uh, yeah, that time I went through, um, it was a dynamic situation. Um, and it allowed me to also teach, which I really like. But yeah, I mean, again, it was you're blocked out, your time so is already... Mm -hmm. And so Dirk did, did a, a because I know you're not, I mean, there's many of many listeners who have um, perhaps started a small business and then 
realized that they needed to go back to, or, or a great opportunity presented itself for them to uh, take a job working for somebody else instead of for themselves. Mm-hmm. What, what appreciation did um, that time away from the, the, the entrepreneurial world, what appreciation did it give to you uh, when you were going to jump back in and leave your job and jump back into um, your business full time and basically making your own way in the world as business owners do, um, how did your time at, back on the job give you a, a, a perspective or a greater appreciation for being an entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, so a tremendous amount, and it really helped me define for me you know, what the small business lifestyle is for me, you know, what am I missing out on? What is it that I don't have? Now, of course, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why you might, entrepreneurship's not for everyone. There's a reason why a lot of people might be in a job. It's, it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're not, you can kind of put the hammer down and go home and, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of benefits to a job and security and all that. But, but for me, it just didn't give me the lifestyle. So, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just list off the, the seven, what I call criteria. And I always tell clients, um, you know, to me, the small business lifestyle is about, um, enjoying it, the fun, the flexibility, um, and it can take on more components, but for me, it means specifically these seven things, freedom and flexibility. So I've got, so I have the ability to, um, put in time, uh, where I want it, how I want to flow, I call it <clears throat> flow, because I always say um, having a small business doesn't mean it's less work. It's probably more work, but it's the kind of work you want to be doing. Right. And so I don't mind working very hard. I don't mind doing 12, 14 hour days doing work that I like to do. Right. It's doing eight hours a day at a job doing work I don't want to do. So right. So that's the difference with flow, fulfillment and purpose. So that was another big thing for me. You don't always have control over your impact. So you want to be able to affect change, perhaps. Um, again, not everybody's there, but I'm not wired that way. I need to have positive impact on the world around me. And so you don't always have control over that. And so now I have the ability to control that uh, fun and joy, I would call it just having fun. You know, today's a fun day for me. I had an extra pumpkin spice latte. I got some Chinese from over there. I'm doing this podcast, which is a blast. Um, Today's going to be a fun day for me on a Wednesday. Um, And so I have control over that. So I can have some fun and joy. Uh, People. So what kind of people do you want to be working with? And so um, this is a deep topic for me. But for me, you know, because I'm kind of bookkeeping back office coaching, I'm not on the front lines of making great change. So I do work with a lot of nonprofits or my clients. And so those nonprofits are out affecting the world around me in a positive way. And I'm not on the front lines, but I'm helping them to do that. And so I want to work with people who are doing good things, right? And then I also just flat out want to work with people I like. If someone's a jerk, uh, you can fire them. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, and so, and then balance, um, you know, not making your vocation or your earning money, 80% of your day, right. You can kind of balance that out a little bit. And then lastly, and I put it lastly on purpose and I hesitated even putting this was profits. You got to make money doing this. Right. So, um, but that's not where I focus. Um, you know, most people are going to focus on profits anyway. 
So to me, if I, those are the seven things, and then I hold myself accountable to those, I have a list of all of these things and I write questions on it. And I say, am I working with the people I want to be working with? Is this the stuff I'm supposed to be doing? Am I taking advantage of freedom and flexibility? Because what I find very, very interesting is that um, even when we have our own business, we tend to fall back into the nine to five schedule. And I've been uh, diligently working to break out of that because it's funny how you get trained to just stay in that schedule. Uh, and I've come up with some ways lately that I'm really uh, flexing on to really kind of take advantage of my situation. Wonderful. Um, and I know what you mean uh, by the nine to five uh, situation. Um, the only thing I might comment on that is that in reality, I have, uh, I find it difficult um, to accept on the weekends to break out of the nine to five. I never have worked nine to five. I mean, I, I get up uh, between five and six every morning uh, because I love being up in the morning. I don't like getting up early, but I love being up. Yeah, uh, and so I start my day early and I usually will work till six o'clock easily mm -hmm. and um, oftentimes very late, but I love what I'm doing just like you, Dirk. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I've had this goal of mine to have Fridays off so that I'm working basically the, the, the four day week. Um, but my challenge is on, on, uh, on Fridays that I'm still working on. So I'm intrigued to hear what, what you, what, what you have to say at some point, maybe not today, but eventually I want to hear what you have to say about, um, this idea of breaking out of the nine to five, but when everybody else is working on Friday, um, even though you can, don't have to work that day, I don't have to work on Fridays unless I want to, but no, that when everybody else is there, um, it's, it's a little challenging because the rest of the world is still operating in this, uh, this slot. Um, and one of the things that I've, I've decided that I'm going to ultimately do is basically make the world aware that interfaces with me that um, you can't reach me on Friday. Oh, yeah, Darren's not available on Fridays because he only works Monday through Thursday. And yeah. so we create a world uh, around us that respects and understands what our schedule really is. Um, so Dirk, let me, let point. me go I'll over make a quick point about yeah, that. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, uh, whether it's Friday or whatever, but a couple weeks ago, we decided on a Tuesday that we were going to pull the girls out of school and go bowling. And what I like about that is that there was no one else there. We were the, you know <laughs> what I mean? I yep. don't like fighting the crowds on the weekends. And so for me, this is another thing where if there's stuff that I want to do now, the girls go to school, but you know, if there's other stuff that I want to do and I don't want to battle the crowds, I can do it during the week. And furthermore, you know, I've had times where my Saturday's gotten slightly blown up and I kind of felt like I'm not going to get my recharge. And I just said, I'll just take Monday off. And so right. you just kind of scoot it. So that is that is the small business lifestyle when you can do those types of things. I get that. Now, Dirk, one of the other things that you shared with me as we were kind of preparing for our discussion today um, uh, and then we're going to dive into your three big ideas. So that's coming, folks. We're, we'll get there here in just a minute. But um, and Dirk, this might fit into your three big ideas. So maybe I'm prompting you in that way. But um, you talked about um, shared with me this this aim for efficiency and rhythm in your personal and professional life. So can you explain what you mean by efficiency and then what you mean by rhythm, assuming those are two different concepts? Um, and then maybe how they work together. And then we'll dive into your three big ideas. So efficiency and rhythm, what do you mean by each of those terms? So 
you know, the whole idea, and I, we talked a little bit about this when we talked before, was that, you know, why do you want to be productive? Is it because you want to make more money per, per minute or per hour? Is it because, um, you know, you want to be high capacity or whatever the case might be? But for me, it is about balance. Um, and so to, to me, I need, um, well, I take that back. It is about balance. But in, to get to balance, I need to um, do less work, so to speak, right? So instead of working, we know a lot of small business owners who work sun up to sundown. Of course, right. unless they consult with you and you show them how to uh, free, be freedom focused, right? Thank but, you, Derek. I um, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, of course, always. But, um, you know, and I, and, and I always say it's starting out, but I don't really know a whole lot of small business owners who eventually get their schedule under control, uh, which is why people like you exist. I mean, because right. someone's got to show them how do you uh, delegate, how do you hire, those kind of things. And so um, those people don't generally now. That's again, that's not the lifestyle I want. I don't want to work. I love what I do, but I don't want it to be 80% of my time. And so uh, for me, uh, and I have 10 areas, which I'll bring up here in a bit, but I want 10 areas of my life to be fairly balanced out. And so in order to do that, you know, I've got to make money sort of in as efficient uh, amount of time as possible. So I've got I've to reduce the vocation time um, but still make enough money to pay the bills. Right. Sure, so sure. Uh, to me, there's two ways of doing that. Um, efficiency and rhythm, like you brought up and efficiency is, um, you know, being very efficient with that time, making sure, uh, what you do moves the needle as much as possible. And so we all know the people who are busy, but not productive. Right. So, right. you know, they go, you know, a lot of business owners, I'm sure go sun up to sun down and half the stuff they did that day you know, was, didn't move the needle. Uh, and so uh, I'll bring up an example of that in a bit here. And then rhythm for me is once you get rolling, keep it rolling, right? And so I don't want to be working on a project. I finish this big project and then I go, okay, now what? You know, the startup start, you know, that is the danger zone for going, you know what? I work at home. Uh, I'm going to watch uh, some sports. Uh, or I'm going to go do something. You know what I mean? You need yep. to just, you got to pick right up from where you left off. And so you just keep rolling. So for me, that's rhythm um, is that you're just rolling. And so the three big ideas um, I'll dive into really kind of yeah, uh, go for it. talk about how I achieve that. Um, so, um, you know, so I say, so the three big so ideas are yeah, Dirk, uh, first, just go ahead and list this, those three big ideas and then dissect each one. So just roll yeah. out what are those three ideas and then dissect them for us. Yeah, appreciate. thank you for that. So yeah, start with the right type of busy, right? I'm, I'm kind of referencing your Ben Franklin thing. The busy people are the, are the most productive, but it's got to be the right kind of busy like we just talked about, uh, busy uh -huh. and productive. Uh, second is deal what you can or should. And okay. deal is an acronym I'll break out. And then three is schedule it. And so okay. three is, uh, um, is the third one. So, so the first one, um, start with the right type of busy. So you want to make sure that um, what you're working on is moving the needle is directly connected to your big picture goals. And okay. so uh, I reference a book and I reference a lot of books because I'm a big reader, but Michael Hyatt's Best Year Ever 
um, is a book that I read and he, he outlines the 10 areas of your life. And he very much uh, suggests balance through this. And his 10 areas are spiritual, intellectual, vocational, avocational, social, parental, marital, financial, emotional, and physical. Okay. And so that's a lot. That's that a is lot. a lot. There's 10, 10 areas. That's a lot of complexity. And by the way, before Dirk continues on with that, he's Dirk's great about reading. I, I read a lot. I don't I don't read as much as Dirk does. I'll be honest with you. Um, but he's going to drop some uh, some some titles and some authors uh, during. He's already dropped one, and that's his second one today. And um, I'm going to put whatever he mentions. I'll go ahead and put the, uh, those in the uh, show notes today, so that everybody can. Uh, and I'll put a link to Amazon, so you can go at least look at the book if you want to buy it. Great. I just want you guys to you know listen. And know that we'll come back and share those specifics with you. So thanks. Sorry for the interruption, Dirk. You keep going. Good. Appreciate that. So the idea being is that, you know, what I do is, you know, I have these 10 areas and then I say to myself, what are my big long-term goals in these areas, right? What do I want? And so I break them out into vision goals and some different things. And that's a whole other topic. But the idea being that I have some destination, I have some ideal situation I want to get to. How do I close that gap from here to there? And so right. Michael Hyatt talks about taking your big goals and breaking it down into daily actionable items. So what do I do right now that's going to move the needle for that goal I set one year from now, five years from now, right? It's got to, that big goal has got to hit your calendar or your to-do list on a daily basis. Otherwise it just doesn't get done, right? And so I'll reference another book that I love, Four Disciplines of Execution by Chris McChesney. McChesney, he's a Covey disciple. Um, he talks about leads and lags. And so lags, lag goals are your big, um, your big long distance goals, but the lead goals are the goals that are going to get you there. <clears throat> and so the, the example he gives, a lag goal would be a result goal, meaning I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, how does that translate to a daily actionable goal? Right. Um, you don't just get up and go, okay, I want to lose one pound today. That was my, you know, you've got to do something. You got to have a goal. And so you break it down, you run a 5k every day or whatever the case might be. So, so that's the idea of the busy is that you've got these big long-term goals. Make sure that the stuff you're working on is directly connected to accomplishing those goals. Right. Right. So I, 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 I love what you said at the beginning um, when you talked about, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are that are, are busy, but are they actually productive when they're busy? Uh, and so I, I definitely under, understand and appreciate this, uh, this, uh, this clarification you want everybody to have. Look, there's a right type of busy as your mm -hmm. first big idea. So I appreciate that. That's great. Yep. Yeah. So for me, I mean, you know, with my business, you know, I have a mix of bookkeeping and uh, some coaching and stuff like that, but I want more coaching clients right now. So, you know, if I find myself um, working on a lot of bookkeeping um, marketing tasks, for instance, that's, that's the wrong busy, right? I mean, that's uh, not heading me in the goal. So, so, you know, just make sure, you know, if something takes you uh, 10 minutes, an hour, two hours that day, that it's not a waste. You want it to it. directly affect your big term goal. So two, uh, deal what you can or should. And so deal is a, is an acronym and I've modified it a little bit, but I'm stealing it from Tim Ferriss, uh, his uh, bestseller four hour work week. And he talks about, um, 
assessing. Um, so, so you've got this list of things to do um, uh-huh. that you come up with. Now you deal them and deal is you delegate them. Uh-huh. And so talk to Darren about hiring because, you know, that's who you're going to delegate to. You can eliminate them. There's always things that you don't have to do, you know, really assess like, is this really something I need to do? You automate it. Is it something that you can automate it? Is it something that every time you do it, you can just uh, allow it to do it on its own or whatever the case might be? And the last one is, which is where I change it from Tim Ferriss's log it. <clears throat> and so if you, if you have to do it, it's worth your time. You can't do it right then. Put it on your calendar, right? Because if, if it's not on the schedule, it doesn't happen. So right. you get it on the calendar. So right. that's, that's a big idea number two. And Dirk, um, I might, if you don't mind, I might, um, I might add to that, if you will, by saying that yeah, um, sometimes, uh, and this was where I was talking about in my last podcast and my article uh, about the difference between a calendar and a to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, some items, so for example, um, Dirk, in my opinion, what Dirk just mentioned was um, log it uh, could be either on your calendar or on your to-do list. Uh, for me, it would be Aaron's, the, the app that I use. And uh, to me, what he just mentioned, if there's something that you just don't want to forget you, that, that was an idea or that you want to deal, deal with eventually, to me, I would put it on my, my to-do list and then I would stick it out three, four months of when I think I might actually be able to get back into it, on it again. Um, some people might be tempted to put it on your, on their, on your calendar um, but I, I don't, in my opinion, that's not the best place to store something like that. It's better to put it on your automate, your, your electronic to-do list, and then, then literally forget about it. Um, mm-hmm. Stick it out there three months uh, to when you think you should think about it again. And the power of that is, and I love the idea of log it, Dirk, that's wonderful. Um, when you've done that, you, you haven't lost the idea. It was, and, and, and by the way, when you come back to it, at what point you think that you will get back to it three months from now, you'll assess, is that still important? Or mm-hmm. between now and then, I'm not going to say, well, I say forget about it, but you may not, you may still be thinking about it. And in which case, when I've logged it, like Dirk suggests, it's in my to-do list. Um, I'm going to search for that. I'm going to search for that idea real quick, a keyword on it. It's going to pull it up and I might add something to it on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't move it closer. It's still three months out, but I went and found it electronically with my search. Love that technology mm-hmm. brought it, uh, uh, pulled it up, added a thought to it, a new thought to it that maybe I came across. And then I just closed it and went back out three months again. And mm-hmm. I'm forgetting about it. I don't let it weigh on me. I don't worry about, Oh, am I going to forget? Am I going to remember? Um, and so Dirk, that's the only, uh, the, uh, the only comment around the idea of logged it, um, that I would, that I would share based on some of what I've already talked about in productivity. And uh, does that make sense, Dirk? Does it, do you agree with that? Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I love that. Cause yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Um, so if you, yeah, I used to have the Aaron's app that you're talking about phenomenal app. I'm it was the only app that I can ever remember going, I'm quitting this. I don't super know why, because it's such a great app. I think at the time, and this was probably, gosh, seven, eight years ago, I thought that they had said that they were going to suspend supporting it and that you would only, you'd get stuck with the uh, current version, which the current version was phenomenal. And so yep. I think for me, it was just a matter of, I was trying to get everything in one spot. So Got phenomenal. It. And Aaron's is a phenomenal app. You can hit snooze. It always... It's so good. It's so yeah. good. I agree. But so, but what I do 
because you're exactly right. If I put it on this on my calendar, yeah, um, and then I forget to look at my calendar that day, that thing's gone. I'll never get yeah. red flagged in that thing ever again. Right. And so well I work off of, and it's and it's mostly because of the type of work I do. I work off Google Sheets, and so right. for every client I have, I have a Google Sheet, and then I just have the tabs all the way across the top. Okay. And so, but one of them's personal. One is the Hopped family. And so, you know, if I have personal things, I need to go pick up something or whatever, I'll just put it on there. And then I just sort it and you can do a macro that'll sort it by date and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I've recently super uh, went all in on Google for sure. And I love how, you know, in a document, you can have it linked to another document, linked to a Word doc. Um, yep. You know, in, in your point being is that uh, to the point where you said, um, you know, you have something that comes up and you need to stash it. Um, yeah. That's exactly it, man. Sometimes you'll have, you'll get some information on that thing that's three months from now. And you're like, where, how am I going to find this in three months? Right. And so for me, it's in my Google sheets. I have what I call IP snapshots, which is referencing another book, but um, the, the thought leaders practice. Um, great book. <laughs> yeah. Great book. And, and by the um, way, I give Dirk credit for sharing that one with me. I've read yeah. it and uh, it's a, it's a great book. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know there was any of those gems still out there. But yeah, that's a good one. So um, so yeah, I what so what I do is I have so yeah, so this this segues nicely into if we're done with two, I'm gonna this segues nicely into a big idea three, which is yep. um calendaring things. And so uh, this is a Brian Tracy concept. Um again, where he talks about uh, uh, doing a block schedule for your day. And so I have a block schedule on my phone. It's, it's a calendar called block schedule. So I can turn it off, turn it on. Um, sometimes my wife can see it for whatever reason. She's like, what is this that you're, what is this crazy thing you're doing now? And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I turn it off, turn it on. But, but basically what it says to me is what do I want my day to be like? Right. Uh -huh. And so, you know, and, and when I talk about block schedule, we're not just talking about business. I'm talking about my whole life, my whole day. And so earlier I talked about the 10 areas of my life and, and I say to myself, well, you know, when am I going to be working on this stuff? And so uh, it was very interesting. A friend of mine said, send this to me. I want to work on it. Uh, and he sent it back to me and he said, very eye opening. I didn't realize how much time I waste grilling, walking the dog, um, something else. I don't know what it was, but um, the idea being for him, and this is, and, and to me, the block schedule is just about step one for anyone who's looking to start a business, especially if they're not going to quit their job right away, is when are you going to work on this? What time are you going to dedicate to this? Is it realistic? You know, you can't just go in. Um, I remember you had said, hope's not a strategy. Um, I remember right. you said that a long time ago. Yeah. Um, you've got hope's to. It's not a business strategy. Hope is yeah, not it's a business not. strategy. And so. You know, you've got to have an idea of when are you going to sit down and focus on this, right? So it's kind of like setting a time budget. So, you know, um, for me, I have my, what should I be doing right now? And so, you know, the first thing I get up, I, I work out. And so I've got the first hour and a half of my day committed to my physical goals. And okay. so I just know that there's no tasks in there. It's just, this is what I should be thinking about right now. Right. Um, then it'll be, then it's uh, come back, I'll eat, you know, I'll have a little detail in there maybe, but then, then it's work on a project. And so, um, but the project just says, it just says gap sheets. 
And so the things I talked about earlier where I had all the Google Sheets, I call those gap sheets where it's closing from where you want to be to where you want to get to. And okay. that has all my details on it. But um, again, it's very clarifying um, if you can put from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed, what are you going to be doing from hour to hour? When is your family time? When is your kids time? When are you going to help your kids with homework? When are you going to walk the dog? When are you going, you know, when are you going to get this work in? So extremely helpful in terms of prioritizing. And for me, it's really about um, lifestyle too. Uh, you know, if I go in and I put a block schedule of I'm going to get up and get ready. And then from nine to five, I'm going to work on projects and then I'm going to come home and try to be present for my family. Well, I might as well just go get a job. Right. So for me, um, and, and this is getting a little bit into what you talked about earlier with what have I done to really disrupt my day and not be stuck in the nine to five rut is I do what I call steps. And steps are uh, sleep, train, eat projects. And I'll do that a few times throughout the day. And so, you know, sleep is in the morning. I'll get up, I'll train, I'll eat, and I'll do a project. But sometimes by the end of the project in the morning, you know, I'll just kind of feel a little bit like, ooh, that took a lot out of me. Well, I'll maybe go take a nap or most of the time, maybe I'll just meditate. And I struggle with anxiety. So, you know, it's, it's my way of sort of powering down a little bit. Uh, and not just, you know, because I'm the kind of guy that if I keep working on projects, I just amp up, amp up, amp up to the point right. where I'm just exhausted. And so, you know, I'll go meditate or I'll just kind of lay down or whatever for 15 minutes. I get up, I go train again. I come home and I eat. I do another project. And sometimes I'll do that cycle three times a day. Now, wow. I could never do that with a job. I could never do that with a job. And right, so right, that's right, how right. I really disrupted my day. And I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm getting in three, you know, sometimes I do three trail runs in a day, I'll bike some, um, you know, so on a, on a Tuesday, I've got two trail runs and a mountain bike in all in the same day. And I'm getting ready to do a kayak one day. Um, that's a small business lifestyle. You know, that's right, the sure. ability to go do that stuff. So, yeah. so again, uh, on my block schedule, I have this cycle, the step cycle that goes from uh, six to 11, I think it is, and then 11 to two. And then so and it just keeps going. And so it just helps me say, this is what I should be doing right now. So that's the whole idea of that. And then I'm going to bring up real quickly. Um, oh, two more things, if I can. Um, yeah, real quick, Dirk, go ahead. So um, and Daniel, uh the other thing with that, Daniel Pink talks about uh, in his book, When, it's the science of timing, I think it is. It's all about when we're productive and not productive. And the typical person is very productive in the morning and then the afternoon, not as much. And so he really talks about putting your highest priority and focus projects in the morning and then right. kind of your meetings and your, and your, and your, ticky tacky, you know, maybe you're just easy check off mindless stuff in the afternoon. And so for me, again, if I look at my block schedule, and, and someone says, Hey, do you want to get together for a coffee? I look at my block schedule, and I don't do a 10 o'clock. Um, I, I put it in my projects block in the afternoon where it should go. So everything that is like that goes in this particular box. So I'm always kind of in my zone. Um, when I schedule things. And then finally, the last thing I'll say I like about the block schedule is that 
um, it kind of in conjunction with the tasks, it also gives you, you know, cause I would say there's a, when you're a small business owner, you're the CEO and you're the janitor. And so, right. you know, the, so I always struggled with early on, I found is that I would do, I would get up in the morning and I would, and I would be the visionary Dirk. I would say, okay, I want to accomplish this. I want to accomplish this. I want to accomplish this. And then I would get done with that. And then I'd say, okay, what's the first step to do? And I was so amped up that I was like, I don't want to do any of the dirty details. Like, you know, I had, and so you have to switch to in your language operator Dirk, right? Gotcha. And so what I do is you focus on your block schedule the night before your CEO Dirk that at, at night, uh-huh. Kind of, you're kind of setting the schedule for operator Dirk. Hey, tomorrow, Dirk, when you get up, you need to do this. And you get up as the operator and you just launch in. Well said. Well said. I like, uh, I like how you, how you uh, made all too real um, the fact that a lot of small business owners are solopreneurs, right? They're, they may have one or two people that help them, but um, mm-hmm. they're playing lots of roles. And, uh, and uh, Dirk just referenced, uh, the um, predictable success from Les McEwen uh, that I teach in my Dream Team Builder course. Uh, I share his concepts, the idea of a visionary operator, processor, and synergist. And um, everybody that uh, that would take uh, that that quiz, you'll know where you lay out in that. And Dirk, um, sometimes it can be difficult if uh, if um, you're not a uh, not an operator. And uh, you're all visionary. Uh, it gets real tough to do anything by yourself. Now, you know, Dirk, you're an operator. You're a visionary. You're an operator. I mean, we all can pl- wear those hats. Some people are horrible at execution, which means they really can't. They really can't do a whole lot on them by themselves. They can just be visionary and you know uh, create great ideas, but they may not execute. But I, I really appreciate how you tie that together as you know, I'm, I'm visionary Dirk at, at some point during my, my block schedule day. And then I'm, I'm setting up work for operator Dirk during another block uh, schedule for my day. So it's hard, very, very yeah. well said. Very it's, hard well enough, said. it's hard enough to try to wear all those hats, but it's, it's even harder to try to wear all those hats within the same hour or the same right. morning. Right. So that's yeah. what I try to do is I try to avoid wearing all those hats in the same, you know what I mean? So, right. Well said. So the block schedule um, allows you to do the proper segregating of those activities. And, and exactly as right. you were talking about how you ran through your day, um, uh, feeling a little bit uh, um, uh, not prepared to dive into the details of something. And so you went ahead and started your schedule again. I'm going to go work out and I'm going to come back and eat. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be productive. Right. So uh, that's great advice too, for people. Um, so uh, Dirk, uh, I really appreciate uh, taking the time to, to uh, share with us, uh, you know, the, the, the wisdom that you've come to, uh, to over the course of the year, 25 years and the time that you've not only uh, started your own businesses, then, subsequently selling them, but also the work that you do with small business owners. I can tell that they are in good hands um, and getting lots of benefit um, when they are working with you. I'm going to be also including in the show notes, uh, Dirk's contact information so that anybody that wants to reach out to Dirk, go to the show notes and you can find his email and his phone number. And uh, um, Dirk, do you have a website uh, or not? Do you not? Do you have? Okay. So we'll, we'll make sure we share all that, all that good stuff with you when we get to the, um, to the, uh, to the show notes. So that is it for this week's episode of the Freedom Focus podcast. I want to thank everybody 
for, again, uh, being a listener and taking time out of your day to share with me and my guests like Dirk when um, they're available to share their pearls of wisdom. I look forward to being back again with you in two weeks. Until then, stay focused on your freedom.